This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro for Spider-Man 3. What? Disney has found its live action Miss Marvel as Warner Brothers finds its Hawkman for their Black Adam movie. And Borat's back. We got a trailer for the sequel coming to Amazon next month. Plus a review of Charlie Kaufman's confounding film, I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Yo, yo, what's up, listener? Thanks for checking us out and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us is a puppet who may or may not be a figment of all of our collective imaginations. I don't think he's real, uh, but his name is Rugboy. Rugs, are you are you real? Can you hear me? Can you see me? I don't know if I can see you. Did I just imagine you and none of this show has ever happened? This whole podcast just exists in my head? Oh, yeah, shit. it's like the Matrix. It's, could that be possible? Anthony, are you real or are you an extension of me? My id. <laughs> I'm your inner puppet. <laughs> ah, yes. Rugboy is everyone's you, inner puppet. Are you, are you just working? Are you is any of this real and you're actually not that person? You're just working at like some farm out in India? I, I probably am. Milking and, and, goats all day? I think I actually am a, a phone center worker and, and in then New Delhi. realizing that you're not actually <laughs> milking goats, you're just grabbing goats' dicks? It's and it's just, just semen? That wasn't their honor? Been drinking oh, that uh, this whole time. Boy. Wow, we got the dick joke right at the beginning. Yes, well done. Speaking of Manscaped. <laughs> yes. No, we don't do Are that we anymore. Don't, we're no, done? We don't do that. Oh. Yay! For now, the contract has been fulfilled. We'll see oh. what the future holds. I see. Yes. Use uh, don't go to that website anymore. You can anymore. still uh, <laughs> use the code uh, manscaped jockinerd at manscaped dot com twenty percent off free shipping. What? No, wait. Look, that was an extra one. That was a bonus. Manscaped. <laughs> I said shield. Send bill. us send us five bucks. <laughs> oh no, this is going great. Anyways, fellas, this is, whether this is real or not, and my existential crisis is uh, 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 imagined. I don't know, but we got a lot of fun geek news to discuss. Let's get to it. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Okay, kind of big Marvel MCU news just breaking earlier today, which is great because it gave us something to talk about. I thought this was a joke at first. It is not. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. That's legit, right? So far. Headline, Spider-Man 3 Jolt, Jamie Foxx returning as Electro. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> and this is the perfect time to debut. I did dress up your uh, clip there, Anthony. Uh, it's a. I, I did a shitty job. Here it is. The fuck? Mm. <laughs> there is yeah. your 
It's okay. Yeah. Floppy yeah, it's, jock. It's all right. It's Floppy not, jock. But, it's not very good. But if you pair it with this. What? That's a little bit better. I don't know. I'm working on it. Work on it. Yeah. I think they, get rid of the echo. It, yeah. uh, it, you know, like, all right, I'll ixnay the echo. I'll run it through the machine again. Uh, here's the details. Hollywood Reporter. Version Jake. 1.0. Not the best. All right. It's a, it's a work in progress. Like it needs more of like a exclamation. Like a, yeah. a point. Like a point. Something at the end that yeah, really like put and puts it over top. The, the trailing drives the point home. Yeah. The trailer right. doesn't really. OK. These are good yeah, notes. More like a more like a. You know, something okay. like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, OK. These are good notes. I will go back into the kitchen. Like you know the, that, uh, like someone gets hit on the head with like a, a big giant sh- uh, hammer. Boink? Like those, yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Like when they're hitting like a um, so like a clown at, horn, clown yeah, nose or like horn. when they're at the the carnival and they're trying to hit make the thing go all the way up to yeah, the top of the but bell. Then it, like, that goes ding ding. That could be. Or like, but like the like the thing would be like. Like you know, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> or like a quick horn. Okay, I got you. Well, not like a horn, but like someone's getting hit over the head. Okay, I don't know. okay, you know, something like that, like a I Three will. Stooges type. Yes. Look look up like Three Stooges clips. I will send this to our editor and get it fixed. Yeah, I, send I, it to the editor. That's me, by the way. Send it to oh. myself. Anyways, what are we talking about? Truck. Jamie Fox, who Jamie played Fox. Spider-Man Villa Electro in the Andrew Garfield starring Amazing Spider-Man 2, is in final talks to reprise the role for the latest Spider-Man installment starring Tom Holland being made by Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. What the oh, fuck? Shit. Um, okay. I sent this to you guys. Yes, this is this is quite. So I have so many questions, but let me. I just want to throw it out there before we get into our thoughts. Blake Braden, uh, listener, Facebook group. He wanted a rant from John Bellotti Jr. and John Bellotti Jr. has delivered. I have a speak pipe from him. Speak pipe. Holy shit! Uh, remember that. Use? Remember speak pipe. We have a speak pipe. It's away, listener. You could send us your voice. You just go to jockinair.com slash speak pipe. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. So I have not listened to it. Do you want to hear that first before we give our thoughts? Yeah. yeah okay. What's up, nation? What's up, Emron, Tony, Rugboy? John. Blake Braden commented on the Jock and Nerd podcast listener page on Facebook that I'm the least favorite admin on the page because I'm a gunslinger alone. Italian-American, New York-based gunslinger. Anyway, Blake wanted to hear me rant about Jamie Foxx coming back in Spider-Man 3's Electro. I don't think I have a rant in me about this because it's Marvel, and uh, they have someone steering the ship, and I trust that guy steering the ship. Yeah, sure, Captain Marvel kind of sucked, and they had a few misfires along the way. But overall, their movies don't suck, and um, they got some sort of plan. They always have a plan. It's Marvel. And there is a multiverse movie coming up, so it could be a multiverse movie. Or it could just be them, you know, paying fan service. I don't know why Jamie Foxx is fan service, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see the movie. Otherwise, I'm going to worry about not dying from a new disease than getting mad about Jamie Foxx. <laughs> All right. Peace, lovers. Bye. Talking nerd. All right, those are good points. That's was not he what calling I... from a, like a tin can? Yeah, I don't know. It's from. Know. It's, it sounded fine. I did not expect that. <laughs> I did not expect that. I didn't listen to that before. No. Uh, on paper, this seems like a weird, maybe a bad idea. Who 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 wants to jump in? Is it the multiverse thing? What is going on here? It's 2020, so we got yes. a movie we didn't want, like uh, the Snyderverse movie. True, got approved, and Any now series? this. Who wanted this? Nobody <laughs> wanted this, and uh, we got it. That's how it works. 
I mean, if what it seems mm-hmm. to me is Sony is because Sony, I think, gets the rights back to Spider-Man in terms of making their own films, and they already the they're so third. desperate right now to connect what they're doing to what Marvel's doing because yes. Marvel has the cachet. So yeah. I think they've worked out with Marvel that this will be the way that they tie it in, and it'll be like a tangential connection where it's like, yeah, Jamie Foxx, there's like a Spider-Verse. And like because of all these multiple universes, the, these other Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, perhaps Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, all existed as well in this multiverse of things. So it's like kind of connected, but not really. Like it's it's just tangential. And actually, one of my um, friends pointed out that maybe this is the opening for them to create a Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would do it by stealing through multiple movies as in Electro and Lizard from Garfield movies. Yeah, yeah. Mysterio and Vulture from Hollins. Yeah. And maybe even bring back Alfred Molina as Doc Ock from Tobey Maguire's movie, throw in Venom and you have Spider-Verse and Sinister Six. They have Venom and Morbius. They could use Morbius if they want to. But it, it is a very Jamie Foxx's Electro was one of the worst villains I've ever seen. Of all the people, <laughs> of all the characters they could pick from all those five movies, they got to pick the worst villain from the worst fucking... What? what this I don't does. know what kind of play this is. Yes, I, I don't get the play. I don't either. I don't like, understand. Is, is Jamie Foxx trying to redeem himself? Do you think that he actually thinks he did a bad job? It is like, a, no. sh- another shot at the character for him, which I'm sure... He would want. I mean, is it just like a Simmons thing with J.K. Simmons? He's playing the same character. That's but my like, other question. It, 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 but he's not. They've so, already so they've already established this multiverse, kind of pulling in. Maybe in the, he'll, 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 J.K. He'll, Simmons. He'll be the cool Electro in this one. Is he the same character? He has to be. Is he going to be the same exact Max? No, I character? think he'll be a completely different Max. He's going to have a leather jacket with lightning bolts on it. He's going to be cool. He's not going to be a douche. He's not going to talk in fucking, uh, what was that, that, that fucking music that he made? The fucking oh, yeah. dubstep you, out of, that came out of his mouth? It, it was like dubstep, and then they remade uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider. Oh, the auto-tune. Yeah. Full auto-tune. Uh, how much do you want to bet he's going to be tied to Tony Stark as well, like oh, all the yeah. other bad guys? Sure. Well, he was tied to Oscorp, actually. Yes, but originally in the comics, I believe... Electro did work for Stark, the Stark Corporation. There is no Oscorp in this Spider-Man. There yet. is no Oscorp in uh, the Spider-Man. That's another I, thing. To Bilotti's point, I do trust Fahey, but I don't know if Fahey's actually looking over everything Sony's doing. Like, I know he's probably aware, obviously, but once Sony starts doing their own thing, I don't think Fahey's looking at it and going, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm approving I, all of this. I don't agree with Bilotti as far as thinking that he, they had one bad movie. I think they had plenty of bad movies. And uh, so I don't think Fahey's bulletproof. I think that um, you never know. I mean, this last Spider-Man was like, okay. Mysterio was the best part. So um, I don't know. Uh, Fahey did give them notes on Amazing Spider-Man 2. He was trying to help them make Electro less goofy. They, of course, did not listen. Uh and now the thing is, you bring him back, oh, everyone's just going to remember the shitty character from ASM2. Um, also for Spider-Man fans, I mean, not even that he was black, but they just made him unrecognizable as Electro. Like that's 
I don't know. Yeah. Is that how he looked in the comics? No, no, but his, in the comics, he in has, comics, he looks ridiculous. He has but, a ridiculous green and white and yellow outfit. Yes, with a big lightning bolt. He didn't even try head. to like. Yeah, it's kind of generic to it. It's kind of generic. Uh, well, here's my question. Do you think Andrew Garfield's waiting for a phone call again? Oh, shit. he's like, oh my god, this could be it for real That's this true. time. <laughs> I could show up. Uh, I yeah. think they they might try to do Andrew Garfield and then yes. even have and Toby Maguire. That would be great. I think there's we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Right. WandaVision's doing multiverse shit. Everything is multiverse shit now. So and Sony definitely wants a Sinister Six. Do you think this is Amy Pascal kind of bullying Marvel a little? Like they obviously want, like you said in the beginning, more crossovers with the MCU. You know, I think she wants some Marvel to put some Venom symbiotes in their fucking movies, and he doesn't want to do that. But this may be a concession. Been like, look, well, I'll I'll give Jamie Foxx another shot. I guess it's a move because she's like, all right, we're making Spider Man shit. Yeah. We're making fucking Morbius. We're making all this stuff. We got the foot on the gas. We're just gonna do it. And uh, that is kind of a power move because Marvel's like, okay, they're not backing off on this property. They're not. They're not gonna give it over. So uh, we got to maybe play ball with them. I wouldn't say it's necessarily bullying because I think I think there's a lot there's collaboration. There. I don't think Marvel's feeling like, oh, my God, Sony's like we really we desperately need Spider-Man. So we're just going to bend over and let Sony do whatever they want. I think yeah, they're just yeah, like, yeah. huh, no, that's that's kind of cute. Yes. I guess we'll just yes. kind of roll with it. Whatever. We're fine. It, if they want to, like, connect in this way where it's the multiverse so it's on a different earth. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> give them like, it's like when you just give a dog like a little ball and it's just like, just shut up and go over there, please. All right, fine. <laughs> so it's a little consolation prize. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think, it, I don't, I don't think Sony's a in a position scrap. to be bullying no. Disney Marvel. No, and it does, I don't think it's bullying. It's just more like, listen, we we're playing with these toys. So yeah, 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 yeah we're yeah, going to yeah. play with it that. is what it is. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go play with it. So, I mean, I would love to see the Sinister Six movie. They've been trying to make this for years available. Like you mentioned already, Anthony, but the complete roster of villains we've seen that we could use. We got the Vulture, Doc Ock, uh, Rhino, Electro, Shocker. Shockers in that movie, Scorpion, Mysterio. I want to see watching the boys. Actually, I'm stealing this from J.M. Demadius, who wrote Craven the Hunter. He said on Twitter, watching the boys, I would love to see Carl Urban as Craven the Hunter. I was like, oh, yes. shit. That would be amazing. I think he would be. So give me Carl Urban as Craven the Hunter. And I forgot. Remember in the Morbius trailer, Michael Keaton's in there as Vulture. So they're already. But wasn't he in Thor? Carl Urban wasn't Thor, but it doesn't matter. They've had characters show up in different uh, characters, like uh, Alfre Woodard was several things. Different, okay, you know it's fine. He, and that isn't that guy dead. He could play them both. Also, Spider Man Three, uh, the release date is December twenty twenty one, but they have not started filming yet. So we'll see. It's probably not coming out on that date. I think there's. I think movies are filming now. Well, they yeah, they're start, they're starting up, uh, yeah. but it's probably going to get pushed back a little bit. Maybe, yeah. We'll because see. you got to imagine productions now are going to take longer than they did in the old sure. times. You know, you can't have as many people. The you old can't, times. The old, in the old world. The olden in, days. In the before. Yes. Remember the before, the golden before. Ah, oh, it was lovely. So, you can do things. Yes, you could do things. You could breathe air. It's fine. Uh, but things are going to take longer. So- I wouldn't say don't expect this December 2021. Listener, let us know. Join the conversation. Are you geek boner or floppy jock about this news that Jamie Foxx join our Facebook group? I'm definitely not on board. 
It's free. <laughs> it's exclusive. It's closed just for our listeners. Well, Rugs, to Bilotti's point, you know, I do trust 5G and Marvel so far. They have majority hit it out of the park. Not yeah. all the way, but like 90%, like 85, I'm a skeptic, 90%. So. so if anybody can fix it, it's him because he's he was there when they were making this movie. He's been in production and all this shits. Uh, I want to welcome new listener and group member, Charles Mark Carroll. Talking nerd. Thanks for joining the group. Glad to have you. Uh, next bit of news is something that gives me huge geek boner. Marvel and Disney has cast their Miss Marvel for Disney Plus. Oh, yes. shit. It's about time. Get a move on these fucking Disney Plus shows, you bastards. What's taking so long? Uh, Miss Marvel will be played by complete, absolute newcomer Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. Now, I always make the joke. I'm Miss Marvel. Oh, I got pretty dang close. Just one letter off. Uh, yeah, you're Imran Im- Iman. Im- Im- Imran Vanilla. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> That's what oh, I used to call you. Vanilla Imran. Two-Tone Tony. That was another one. Yeah. Uh, Iman Vellani is uh, all I know about her is she is, is. I have no idea. From this picture, what does she look? Maybe 14, 15. I think yeah. she's 18 or 17 or something. Wow, like she that. looks younger. There's like one photo of her everywhere. I know. And it's, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Weird photo. So she's Canadian. She is a complete newcomer. Her IMDb page went up wow, earlier really today. One oh, photo. That's it. She nobody Maybe knows two. her. So this they they picked a complete. I kind of I'm, I think it's smart. They complete a picked a complete nobody. Eighteen nineteen is what Wikipedia is speculating. Yeah, there's nothing on her anywhere. Her by the way, her life is about to be turned upside the fuck yeah, down. Oh, oh my god! But she's very cute. She looks like my cousin. I have a cousin named. Iman. She looks like my cousin too. She does what look if, like What if she cousin. was under 16 and you just said that? Uh, what? That was fine. What's wrong with Is that? It? Okay. What did I say? I said she's, she's cute. cute. She's cute. I can't you say you she's cute. You were erect thinking about her. I did not say that. Oh, shit. Roll the <laughs> you tape you had a back. geek boner. No. <laughs> you paid the geek boner thing. I, I have a geek over boner. Over and over. For, yes. No, that's, edit we're, that in. We're, we're, no, I'm not going to edit that in. <laughs> We'll be doing all floppy jock. Just undo now. You have floppy jock. No, that's what you're thinking. Floppy jock. No, that's just uh. So now you're, now you're thinking about the fact that your dick is not hard when you see her. This is a, like the the debate I just saw. None of this is true. This is <laughs> false. This is entirely. This is so unpresidential. Uh, but the only other thing fans found out about Iman Vellani that, according to her letterbox, she was not exactly a fan of. The Captain Marvel movie. Oh, shit. Which means she has sense, Rux. She's smart. She has sense. She gave Captain Marvel a two-star review on Letterboxd. But Good she says, for you. Yeah, right? She got, this was like way before. And, uh, but she likes Brie Larson because she's going to have to because they're, you know, she's going to be in the movies and on the TV uh, show. I wonder if she, Brie Larson knows that she hates a movie. Look, that's not so the, great. Not, not the best movie. Oh, I be? like this. Uh, I'm just upset that they're getting a Canadian to play an American. What the fuck is this? What? This is just egregious. <laughs> Couldn't find an American. Sorry. Can you picture her with bangs? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't even have a photo of her full head here. Jesus. I got nothing on her. I mean, the, uh, cool. I, you know, I the the girl who did the voice for Miss Marvel in the game is also very good, and some of that gameplay they get Miss Marvel right in that game. Um, how is she in the? Have you played more of the game, Rugs? No, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm it done. didn't really grab me. Fuck that show. Got it. Yeah. Uh, look, I might play it one day. 
I'm excited uh, we're getting this show. Get it done. Put some shit on the air. Here's another show that Disney Plus has announced that they are making. Uh, Sam Jackson's going to come back to play Nick Fury for an untitled Marvel Disney Plus series. Oh, shit. Is it called Deep Fury? It, uh, well, it's they're uh, speculating a number of things. Mm. There was a rumor of a Secret Invasion series. Maybe it could be that. Uh, or it could be a Nick Fury-centric spy adventure. That you might have saw like a logo of something Fury. I bet Boss Logic just made that. Oh, okay. And I don't know if that's real, but this will be the twelfth time Sam Jackson put on the eye patch, play Nick Fury. Good, great. Give me something. <laughs> when are these going to come out? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's just going to be like Samuel L. Jackson zooming other agents of Shield, just yelling at him. What are you doing? No, he's, no, he's just making Zoom calls. He's just making Zoom he's calls. Just, yeah, he's like, all right, what are you guys up to? He's like, I can't see you in person. So he's like, yeah, he's like, did you, did you here. find anything? Yeah, well, nothing's happening right now. Uh, so we, uh, <laughs> it's going to be very boring. Yeah, but we are getting the WandaVision show sometime later this year. That what if animated shows will be coming out uh, next year? I don't think. Why isn't that done? It's animation. Nothing coming out. Uh, I'll tell you what it really is upsets you. T- it is. I'll tell you what's coming out. Marvel's got a documentary series. Yay. Oh, oh fuck you. <laughs> On November 20th called Marvel 616. There was a trailer for it, fellas. Oh, Did you guys God. get to peep yeah, this I trailer? Saw the trailer. I can't believe you made us watch this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't actually watch it until just recently. I'm like, oh, boy. this. I mean, I love stuff like this. So yeah, if, just they're just blowing themselves. Yeah, yeah I mean, just it's just it's a like, piece. Yeah. 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 But I'm look. They had a piece about Japanese Spider-Man, so that's exciting. I'm sure it'll be interesting, but it's like I could YouTube that. <laughs> I don't need that. That content already exists. You just go yeah. on YouTube and go uh, cosplay. Boom! There you go. You got a thousand fucking videos. They got to watch what Marvel makes. Like they're gonna have anything to add to the conversation? Nothing. Uh, Allison Brie is directing an episode. I'm sure it'll be oh. interesting, but it's not like must. It's nothing that I'd be like. I have to go out of my way. To watch. No, instead of putting out these new shows, they're just putting out a documentary about people talking about these new shows. That's a great, great strategy there, Marvel. That'll keep us no hooked. Uh, don't like it. <laughs> November twentieth, something new. Uh, in the meantime, listener, cover your face hole. Uh, all the kids are doing it. Get a jock and nerd mask. Protect yourself and your family. Go to jockandnerd.com slash shop. Uh, you can pick up a number of masks, number of designs, and you can get a t-shirt, get a mug, a tumbler, some magnets, magnets, whole bunch of fun stuff over there at our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. In DC news, guys, Black Adam has cast uh, the Hawkman for the Black Adam, Dwayne Rock's Black Adam movie. It is Aldous Hodge, who you may know as the guy who played MC Ren in uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, shit. He's very good. Hmm. Are you familiar with this Aldous Hodge? Anyone? He's also in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was in Hidden Figures. He's been in Leverage, which I believe is a TV show. I don't know him off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's cool. He looks familiar. I don't know Ooh. him at all. Now, hold on. Let me look at his picture. Look at his picture. Uh, straight out of Compton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in yeah. Jack Reacher. Hidden Figures was very good. Yeah, he's good. He, he's, uh, he's familiar looking. He is good. So he will be playing Carter Hall Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. Rugs uh, and Anthony, you guys might mm-hmm. like this next one. Conan the Barbarian's live action series back in play that it's being developed for Netflix. Geek boner. Now, Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Let's talk Conan. You 
it's very hard to do Conan because Arnold pretty much, you know, it, it, that's Arnold. Like anybody who saw Conan the Barbarian, the Momoa it's fucking one. Arnold. Yeah, not the Momoa one from 2001. Momoa is like, you, like, he's the fucking biggest dude now. But yeah. like when he played Conan, no one knew who he was. If he would have did Conan now, it would have been a game changer. But he, this, is, this is a question of timing. Now you got Conan the Barbarian. Um, it's going to be a different show. It's not going to be the, the bare pectorals, <laughs> no. you know, and the pumped up, you know, uh, Conan. It's going to be the, the actual Conan from the comics, hopefully, which is a more thinking kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, the black and white comics are actually very good. Yeah. He's the kind of like more ones. of like a, a, like a pirate, you know, like, uh, he's a, what do you call him? He's a marauder. He's a swashbuckler. Swashbuckler, yeah. kind of a nomad moving around. Yeah, like an adventurer, you yeah, know? adventurer. Dude, just, I want it to look like a Frank Frazetta painting in a TV yeah. show. Is that how I have boobs and blood. Yes. And, like, and monsters. <laughs> I don't know why you thought I would be into this. I, have, I don't think I've even seen Conan. Oh, I thought you were big Not, into Conan for some no, reason. No, no, no. Anthony, you gotta watch. I love I've, the Conan. I think I've seen parts of it, but I don't yeah. think I've sat down and watched the full Conan. You, you need that you need to do. How many Conans are there? There's just, a bunch. Watch, just watch the one. The, the main one. one. Then Wasn't there's there Red Sonia. There's Conan the Destroyer. You don't need to see that. Don't need to see that. No. This is Arnold dubbed voice. Voice is dubbed right in the in the Barbarian. No. No, that was him. I can't remember. Yes. I am Conan. I am Conan. Yeah, he's very 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 young. I remember really liking this movie. I haven't seen it in years, but when I was a kid, the I was music like, is just amazing. Masopoladurus. Yeah. Fucking amazing. You just listen to the soundtrack. And feel like you're fucking about to have sex with a harem. Harem. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you were never into the Conan, huh? I mean, I've, I'm aware of it. I just yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a thing I'd watched. I would think, of, you know, it's Arnold. You got to be an Arnold like completionist. Arnold. I love watch that movie. Love it. Uh, well, so that's uh, in development. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's kind of exciting. It's, it's, you know, you can make something like Game of Thrones with Conan be fucking awesome. I mean, there is a lot epic. of interesting shit to Conan. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, how about this one, Anthony? Are you a fan of Remember Porat? Remember the Porat? <laughs> I like it. I love it. Great nice. success. I have a chair. Yes. Jinkuya. Yes, I got to say, actually, Jinkuya. Jinkuya. That's, 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 that's how he says bye. My sister, time. number two <laughs> prostitute. All of yes. is not. <laughs> um, actually, I'm, I'm aware of uh, Borat. I've seen it, but I wasn't like the biggest Borat guy. No, I fucking like, love 10 that years movie. years ago or yeah. whatever that came out. Oh. I used to watch the the ones on the Ali G show, Ollie the little G, clips. Yes, I used to watch them. All, I would be fucked up and watching them all the time, Dude, and I, I would like yeah. fucking laugh so hard my stomach hurt. So it, I remember, like it was still in Brit in Britain. It was huge there, and it hadn't got here. But I was onto this show from the Ali G show, and he would do three characters every show and Borat and the fucking movies. One of my favorite fucking comedy movies. That movie came out 14 years ago, and they are releasing a goddamn sequel next month. Oh, shit. Uh, the sequel is named Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Remember, and, the first yeah. the first one had a long, silly title. Did you guys watch this trailer? Rugs, you're not a fan of comedy. How I didn't see the trailer. I put, oh, the, uh, I put it in there. Watch it now. I didn't yeah. know there was a trailer. Let me watch it now. All right, here we go. <laughs> You want to wait for me to watch we'll this? We'll pause. We'll pause. All right, hold on. Here Great he goes. Success. Chucky nerd. Rugs Borat is back in America. He's got to get his daughter married, and he's trolling the Republic National Convention. There's fisting jokes. Uh, I. What did you think? I can't wait for this. 
Uh, I mean, there's, I laughed about three times yes. audibly at least. Um, so yeah, there was, there's definitely the same shenanigans he's, uh, he's been up to, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, it's not, I feel like it's going to be a step down from Borat. I don't think you could ever capture that lightning in a bottle so again. So this was interesting that he was doing a sequel because I would have thought that the, the jig is up after the first movie. People are going to recognize you, but he's wearing more disguises to, uh, fool people. But Anthony, what, what did you think of the well, Borat? I, I laughed a lot, actually. But I, my first question, I don't follow Borat all that mm-hmm. much, so I'm aware of it. But how does he get, how do people not know that there's cameras there? That, well, he tells them he's filming a show for his, his Kazakhstan uh, uh, public television oh, or something. God, but God. he lies to everyone and gets away yeah, with it and people right. get I know, mad. I know that he lies. I just amazing. couldn't figure out the cameras. Well, the, the greatest thing about Borat is that he uses the fact that he's from this, like, uh, and fictional country that's yes. that's third world. Yes, to just be a complete asshole, and like, people just accept it. They're like, well, he's a foreigner, so I guess this is his way of doing things. And the way he exposes- Kazakhstan does exist. Kazakhstan's real, but then the <laughs> yeah, way- but like, but they, no one knows about it. Yeah. His the, version doesn't exist. Right, right. The way he gets people to expose the racism and all their fucking flaws is so fucking subtle and hilarious. And they, they never, I just thought they never penis. get the joke. Michael my- Pannis. He's <laughs> wearing the face mask as a banana hammock. Oh, shit. <laughs> my favorite, Jesus. my favorite thing you got to watch from the Borat movie is when he goes to the car dealership and he wants to get a car. And that, just that one clip, I guarantee you will make you laugh your ass off. I have to rewatch, but I don't remember much Borat. I'll watch that movie again. This is a lot like what, uh, Bill and Ted and Jay and Silent Bob did. They, you pull in your daughter, next generation, and the movies, and it's coming out on uh, Amazon Prime. I put October a baby 23rd. in my daughter. <laughs> Have you ever done that? There's very, <laughs> there's a very creepy incest joke in this trailer. Yes, well, it's, very, it's literal because yes. she eats the cupcake. With <laughs> oh, the baby that's on right, it. and she choked on it. <laughs> choked on the baby. He's asking. He's like, we need to take the baby out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's funny. It's good it's stuff. Pro- it'll make you feel uncomfortable too because of all the how how deep he gets into it. Well, that's the beauty of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, man. Yeah. He it's it's the most uncomfortable. It's crazy because he's he's making he has that movie coming out, but then he has Trial of the Chicago yeah, Seven coming out, Netflix. which is like an, an Oscar yeah. worthy film already. He is great in that. There's a show on Amazon called The Spy, where he plays like a Jewish spy in uh, World War II Germany. He is amazing in that. He's a very good dramatic actor, and then but when he gets to do what he wants to do. His characters, they will just make you laugh. All right, guys, let's take a break, play some promos, and talk about uh, possibly the most fucking challenging movie I've seen in a long time right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement that's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting, uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, 
and any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebooks and the twitters told them not to go in the water Listener, if you enjoy the show, support the show. Join our awesome fan club. It's called uh, Jock and Nerd Plus Premium Max. Jock and Nerd! You can find it at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. It's a way you ensure that the show keeps going. We need your help sometimes. Everybody needs everybody's help. But you get cool stuff. Everyone gets a bonus RSS feed with bonus content. The podcast comes out early. All the shows come out early. Uh, we have a new jock talk this week. Their bottom is is very weak. With a, a hilarious ending, Anthony. Yeah. What happened? I touched something <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> so if you go, and now and it's so, gone. And so I noticed when I was putting it together, I'm like, huh, Anthony's track is a lot shorter than uh, Chaz's track. That's odd. And it just ends with him going, Tony, you there? Well, <laughs> Tony ruined the recording. See you later, nerds. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. Yep, he just, just went with it. Just ends. Great, great cover, Chaz. I was there the whole time. I just couldn't say anything. I don't know. It's fucked up. See, Chaz, he's a pro. He's a pro podcaster now. That's how you end. If you want to hear that, sign up. com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get into this week's movie review. This is my pick because I was, uh, you know, we had done the best movies of 1999 and introduced Anthony to some Charlie Kaufman being John Malkovich. And now, Anthony, you were... I'm a movie watcher that watches anything, challenging movies, weird movies. I'll watch anything. I'll Most watch anything. And I was like, I'm going to challenge Anthony with this fucking movie. Definitely should be on that 99 Mindfucks movie list. Gonna have to, it's going to have to be 100 now. The movie is Netflix's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, here is your spoiler alert. Let me just say this now. You watch this movie without any spoilers. Yeah. You have to. So And the and the only way to discuss it is with spoilers. Yes, we cannot discuss this movie without spoiling it. It is that weird and bizarre. So I recommend watching this movie now. Come back, listen to it. Here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Be spoiled. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-two percent, uh seven point five three out of ten average rating. This movie is written and directed by Charlie Kaufman, based on the 2016 novel of the same name by Ian Reed. So, Kaufman, of course, Anthony, can you name me some other Charlie Kaufmans? Uh, was it Syncope of New York or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless That's Mind. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, adaptation. Yeah, adaptation. Wrote, being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. 
uh, the Animalisa and the which one was the stop motion? Is that Animalisa? Anim- Animalisa. Yeah, yeah, I saw some clips of that. The stop motion is beautiful, but definitely a unique and quirky and challenging dude. This is all him. This movie really just stars four people, main people. You have uh, Jake being played by from Je- State Farm. J- Jake from State Farm being played by Jesse Plemons, who you've seen in lots of things, lots of prestige TV rugs like uh, Breaking Bad. Fargo. He's in Fargo. He was in uh, 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 Irishman. Yeah. Uh, he's in Vice. He's in Vice. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He So real, real strong actor. And the the other lead is uh, Jesse Buckley, who plays a young woman who uh, has multiple names or maybe doesn't have a name. We'll get into that. Her credit is young woman. And then uh, Jake's parents, played by Tony Collette, who I love. She is in everything. She's just in Knives Out. Fantastic heavy hitting actress and David Thewlis, another oh shit big Aries Aries from Wonder Woman, but and also from a <laughs> Harry Potter. But that guy is an amazing actor as well. And uh, there are some other people. Guy Boyd playing the character of the janitor. Anthony, yes. Ah, uh, what the fuck is this movie about? It's uh, can you give us a, the plot? Um, this is a movie in which uh, the lead character is a female with. Um, different couple different names, and she goes on a road trip with her boyfriend of the time, Jake. They've only been dating about six months. They're going to meet her parent, his parents, and she, it's as the title day. states, yeah, is thinking of ending the relationship. And as she goes on this trip, a lot of things that are happening are very strange. And if that that's my synopsis without spoiling anything, that's it's what just happens. A bunch of weird things are happening on the surface. Yes. So I'm curious because you have seen Tenet. Yeah, I've seen Tenet. This yes. is that's another confusing movie. This is a confusing movie. Give us your opening thoughts when it ended. I just what were you feeling when it ended, and do you did you find this more confusing than Tenet? I want to know. Well, so you want to go with me? Okay. Yes. I have a wide range of emotions that I felt after watching this. First <laughs> yeah, off, yeah. So I'll, I'll start with my initial thoughts immediately during and then after the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was. It took me two nights to fucking watch. This okay. Movie. So and I was super like distracted at a lot of times. I was like, this movie is basically speaking to me in Hebrew or fucking like Arabic, and I don't understand those languages. That's the way I felt watching the entire movie, and I felt like it was kind of boring at times. Most of the entire movie. I just wasn't picking up on what was going on. I, I kind of was like intrigued at some points when they got to the house and yeah. like a lot of weird stuff was happening. So I was like trying to figure it out and then it gets weirder and then they get back in the car and it just, and then the third act with like the crescendo is just super strange. So by the end of the movie, I was like, this movie didn't, I, I it didn't make any sense to me. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't understand what's going on. I oh, hate it. I'm not going to give this a good score at all. Okay. Then I watched a review. So I think it's important to like do some research yeah. and kind of like see other viewpoints. So I watched wow. a review from the Oscar expert where they reviewed this movie and they kind of explained what they thought happened. Yeah. And that this movie was a two watch movie. So after seeing that explanation, I am I'm not haven't I don't know if I have the urge to watch this entire movie again but I am now a little bit more appreciative of what was going on wow. even though during the mo- the first watch I did not understand it. So I think this is probably a two watch movie that I am 
might watch again. But right now, I've flipped on in terms of hating it, and now I'm like, huh, this was interesting. Okay. Uh, let me say two things before I get to rugs. It is definitely a second viewing is required. Absolutely. Uh, and I watched it again, and it does reward you. The other thing, uh, the fact that you were distracted, being on Netflix is kind of a drawback for this movie because it does require your attention. It would have been better in the theater where you well, can't just pull out your phone. I and, actually heard you know. something different. I actually heard oh. Netflix is perfect for this movie because there's so many damn details that you can you can rewind so, and stop you know and what? pause. It's both. It is both. It is bad in that sense, but it's also good because you have to go back and watch this movie again, and it's convenient. Rugs, when this movie ended, were you enraged or enlightened? No, I wasn't enraged at all because okay. I, I I could see it from a mile away. Uh, the minute that she gets in the car and the phone goes to her name, yes, calling her, I yes. was like, okay, she's a figment of his imagination. Oh shit, you called oh, that from because I know Kaufman, I know yeah, what he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and the title is is not about her ending the relationship; it's it's about suicide. Yeah. Or or dying, yeah. And at that point, like the whole uh, uh, suspense of what this movie is about went right out the window for me. And I was like, now what am I going to be here for? Uh, the time jumps. I'm like, and now it's like, okay, now the game is, who is Jake? Like, what do all these facets of his personality? Who is this? And I, as much as I tried to piece it together, there was so much stuff that didn't go. Yeah. That it, it, then it started to frustrate me as far as like, uh, well, he's trying to piece this person together and show me all the sides of him and this, his, his female, his feminine side and his fears and his hopes and yeah, yeah. his parents. And like some of those things gelled. Yeah. And some of them didn't. And, um, and maybe the, upon watching it three or four times, you, you, you might be able to draw those things and maybe they're there. And I do believe that they're there because I understand that Kaufman is a brilliant writer. But I was like, I don't want to watch this again. I don't. I understood what he was trying to do. I saw some of the stuff. It was really like the brilliant like movie review that he that they, that she yes, does. Yeah. How she becomes a different character. She's yeah. smoking a cigarette. Yeah. The actress in this movie does so many great things. The acting in this movie is amazing. Both of the Jessies very good. Um, I never could figure out if who the girl with the rash was and where the rash comes and goes. And I can, I can tell you, I got it. So I see you pick up a lot more when you watch it again. It's kind of crazy. So but should we spoil? So like, before you get into that, yes. should we just spoil the fact that Jake is actually the janitor? Yes. And the girl is a figment of his man imagination. And he's just super depressed about his life. So the whole movie may created, or, yeah, he's not created happen. this dynamic where you think the narrator is the girl and the lead character, but it's actually Jake. And he's sad, and he's and suicidal. This in, this entire life because his life is complete shit. And yeah, you kind of just watch him, um, kind of just give and up he, and kill yeah, himself. And then, at the end. and then you're just kind of seeing things in his life that he's incorporating this girl with that could be true or parts of his life and all that jazz. But the, the experience of this is crazy. So the first time I watched it, I found it. I was I was kind of riveted. I was hanging on everything because I was like, all right, where where's this going? What is going on? And when it starts, see, rugs. I didn't catch on that the first time. It started to get weird. I, 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 I started to enjoy it more. You know, the movie. I love it. It's very dreamlike. It's unsettling. It's kind of creepy. There's a weird tension. It gives you anxiety, but it's hypnotic. Um, so I'm watching this whole movie, and I'm just like, okay, what's going to happen? What? And then I'm just, and then just what the fuck moments? The fuck? 
come and go. They cut to a janitor. You're like, what is this? Uh, and by the end of it, when it ended, it ends so abruptly that I literally said out loud, I was like, what? What? I was like, what? Wait a minute. I was not expecting See, it to I, end there. I was like, the minute that he saw the pig, yes. he's dead. That's his, that was his him. journey. Yes. The right. played by Oliver Platt. That was his journey because he took his clothes off in the car. Well, he, he is. In life, he's the equivalent of a pig that's being eaten by maggots. Yes, he's being eaten by life inside uh, because that's what we see throughout. You know, that I picked up that he's yeah. dead. Yeah, I wasn't. So the- you didn't? Did you watch the whole movie? Yeah, ever pick up that the janitor? I was like, what was the? F- I knew. Oh, I knew that from the right. I I knew it. I knew it because. Yeah. They kept on panning to him for no apparent reason. Right, they would cut to him. He's watching so they a, don't do that. a made-up movie by Robert so if you Zemeckis. know Kaufman and you know how he does yeah, stuff, it, yeah. it, he there's nothing in there that's there's nothing in this movie that shouldn't be in there. Everything that's in there means something. Yes, everything is well, very the, but deliberate. But Imran, did you pick no, up on it? I mean, I but, knew the janitor. How did you figure it out? The janitor was the lead guy. Uh, you know, I got, I I started the pieces I put together were. The, did you watch a video? Oklahoma. I read. I, I started reading about the movie. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, I watched a video. The Oklahoma. You know, the musical, and I started putting together like, oh, this janitor works here. But then it, the the thing what Kaufman does is uh, in the book, it's all apparently it's a lot clearer. That it's the janitor, but I love it. Was I, I did figure out by the end that the janitor was Jake, like the the the, the janitor's thing in the washing machine. The fact yeah, that he gets that was the his same clothes in there, but yeah. he wasn't just that. He was Jake, and he was the girl too, kind of, you know. Yeah, right. Um, both. He was both. Uh, but I just love how yeah, Cough Charlie Coffin makes it ambiguous. I love how he doesn't want to tell you. He doesn't want to spoon feed you anything. And he will give you the pieces, and you go back and you watch it, and indeed, all the pieces are there from the beginning. Well, look, he's in the car, yeah, and she's thinking things, and he can hear what she's thinking, and he even says, "What?" It's like Fight Club, so you kinda. know, right, yes. right away, yeah, he yeah. tells you, and that that performance was amazing. Every time she's thinking, you could see an expression on his head, on his face, like, "Wait, is, is he?" He kind of senses something, but then when he, it's kind of like a Fight Club thing. At the end, where See, I was, Durden. I was on the track that there was something supernatural going on. So time, like, time warpy things. No, I just thought there was like ghosts or yeah. something. I was like trying to figure out like what, yeah, you know, what time travel or something. So I was totally off in that. That was the part was. of that was the part where things got okay. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm watching the film. I'm like, okay, there's uh, there's an old man, and that's this is the guy who's driving the car, and um. It's forward in time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we're going forward in time for this old man. You know, they see the show results. you him, the old janitor in the house in the beginning of the movie with the wallpaper behind him. He's there sitting and eating. And I didn't even notice that the first time. Yeah. So I, we, they show him in the beginning of the movie. So I figured, okay, that's him when he's older. But then basically we're going to find out the fallout of this relationship is the reason why he's um, the reason why he's a janitor. Because they're sitting there in the car and they're talking about like, being scientists and shit and whatever. Yes, it's all the stuff Jake is into, you know. And then all of a sudden, all none of that matters. Yeah. Well, and, and no, it's her, all, her name changes, her profession changes. Like she's into painting, well, then she's a poet. I interpreted that upon some information. I interpreted that as he never had, he grew up in this town that really didn't value science or art and he or had intellectualism. Yeah. That weren't, you know, they just didn't, it just wasn't something that was important to them. And then. He grew up liking things that no one understood, yep, and then also yep, yep. he had to take care of parents. One had dementia; the other one needed to be like fed until yeah. she was really old. So yeah. he 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 rotted because of the fact that his parents didn't understand him, and he had to he had to give himself up for his parents. 
So he just died. He just d- slowly died on the inside because of because of the fact that no one else understood who he was. I was thinking that that see that I got I got some of that th- some of that was definitely there, but the thing that I picked up on was that when we got to the mother, when especially when they cut to the past when she when she was she's younger, young, yeah. She's like, oh, I've been spoiling that kid and coddling that kid. Yes, this is the and problem. Telling him that he's a genius, yeah. telling him that he's really, but he wasn't. He wasn't an intellectual. No, he, wasn't. Yeah. he was an extremely average. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh, maybe it's just this realization that he he wanted to be a scientist, but he never could. But that. So anyway, in the beginning of the movie, I was thinking that the movie is going to be a culmination of their relationship. But then, as soon as I realized the relationship wasn't, not, not only wasn't wasn't real, but, but it was like inconsistent and like, it, and it kept changing. I was like, okay, at least Tyler Durden is, is, is a character, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Durden's Tyler Durden. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. Yeah. So th- this girl keep kept that keep changing. So I felt like that, that was like, I, I, I don't know. I, it showed a different facet to him, different facets of him, but I felt like it, it also was meandering a lot. So it, it it didn't have as much power. I, I you know I didn't come with I didn't come away with like a a, a fully powerful feeling of a film. I felt like it's all a right, puzzle. I have to watch this again. I have to do a lot of work and yeah, yeah. And, and, and and do all this stuff. And I don't mind doing that. But in this one, I was like, I don't know if I'm even have, enjoying the time that I'm having as I'm watching it. I think the reason maybe that I don't know if I want to revisit this movie again is upon reflection. This is actually a pretty depressing movie. It's very bleak. It's yeah. very bleak yeah. about life. Yeah. And about loneliness how, and regrets. Well, yeah. And like he, like he wears his diligence pin, right? Like he's, yeah. he's all he can, like, he's just an average guy. Like he, he's an average guy. And the thing is, is like, I read, I saw this too. And I really agree with it in that you like to think everyone likes to think that they come up with original ideas. Yeah. But this movie is kind of showing you, like, no, you don't have any original ideas. You're <laughs> well, just yeah. reading things. Yeah, and regurgitating. Reading books and regurgitating yeah. things. You're just, all your ideas are based off of people you hang out with and things you read. So you are basically just regurgitating everything else, and you are nothing, really. You are just real, You are just saying the things that everyone else has said for thousands of years. You are a blip on this fucking earth. And you are you can end up being the the pig that has maggots. Everything that she does, the her, the poem she reads, the movie review, the painting, it's all stuff that he reads that well, he's done based on other things. Well, and when he like he's created her right, and then he tries to keep up with her, and he can't because he's yeah. average. Yeah, and so she, yes, so he, so he even in his mind yes. he knows that he can't keep up. And then the symbolism at the end when she when he offers the the the, the slippers, and she's like. No, those are They're yours. They're yours. Yeah. She, she like it was. I, I felt like that was symbolism of the fact that he can't, he can't offer her anything. Even this ideal girl that he created, he couldn't even impress that. And in that moment is when he lets her go. That's the last time you see her. I he love does. this idea of that. Even in his fantasy, he can't have what he wants. He's that much of like, it just doesn't believe in himself. I, Kaufman raises this question, you guys. Let me ask you this. This is kind of a deep question. He's trying. He's asking, can a fantasy exist on its own terms? The girl is a fantasy that kind of doesn't even agree with him. Doesn't you know? She she's kind of smarter than him, but she kind of breaks away and ex- and exists on her own. See, I I think that that's just the the nature of your your dreams. 
Yeah. You ever have a dream and you're like, oh, there's a hot girl in your dream and yeah. you, you think you're going to bang her, but you never get to? Yeah. It's like you, you, something in your subconscious. Only your fears, in my dreams. You, yeah. Your fears, <laughs> your subconscious, all of those things, uh, they, they, they stop you even in your dreams where, you, where you're all powerful. I feel, I feel like dreams, if we're going down that, like a lot of people's dreams feel, don't your dreams feel almost cinematic? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like you, you try to box them into this thing that like you've seen on TV, right? And then you tell the story of your dream and you make it up to be like this wild adventure that happened. Well, and it felt it felt cinematic. Like even and your epic. dreams, right, yeah. aren't necessarily yeah. your things. They're kind of influenced by what the media has told you should be like things you're thinking yeah. about in now, your life. Don't you, do you ever have the thing where if you go to sleep and maybe the TV is on or the radio is on, like the audio will seep yeah. into your dream and become part of your dream. And you're like, why am I dreaming about elephants? And, and, and it was on the TV. Um, so what actually was real in this movie? Was this whole thing a dream until he kills himself? Which I think scenes were real? Nothing None except for him cleaning, yeah. going about his day, cleaning the school, and then going out into the um, the car and just letting himself freeze to death. So that when he talks to Lucy, that's not real. Of that, course not. That happened in his head, obviously. And then he freezes to death and like the pig... Following the pig is him going to die, and the the Oklahoma thing I was I think was interesting. That was a an addition by Charlie Kaufman, and he just he realized the play, the musical Oklahoma, um, paralleled this all the, the story very well. It was so, a character that nobody likes. Yes. it's an outcast. Yep, it's kind of the same thing that Jake went through, and plus. Uh, you know, when he starts naming all the musicals he's into, and then you find out that he's a janitor, and he's just watched these kids do these musicals, and he's constantly talking about. Oh, I see these kids sometimes, uh, you know, after high school, they're still that way. Um, but just, I feel like there's some amazing, like, I love how they shot all the car scenes from outside through the snow. It's very well shot. Always, yeah. you know, and that whole Tulsi town, uh, ice cream stand rugs. You said you didn't understand that those three girls were girls you saw earlier when the janitor was walking through the hallway, the two blonde girls were the girls making fun of him. And then the, the girl with the rash was another like loner girl that walked past him. So, yeah, but why did he have the rash? Why did he take yeah, off? Yeah, and then he rash? reaches and he didn't want to talk to them. Like he wouldn't go near them. He reaches and he has a rash, maybe to show that he's more like he was like that loner girl in school and he he relates to her. Uh I don't know. I think it's creepy. The only time you see the dog is when he's shaking. Like even when she's like petting him, like you don't see. And the dog doesn't show up until he makes up the story about the basement. Right. And and then there's a dog. So like he's like making shit up. Even the uh, the weather is a bit like kind of there's some symbolism there, right? So yeah, yeah. it's snowing all the time, just yeah. kind of like this guy's life is just always like a downpour on his life. It's always snowing. There's always a blizzard, and he's got the windshield wipers like constantly, just constantly they like use the dusting word treacher- it off. Treacherous a lot. Yeah, well, well, they're constantly dusting. Like he's constantly like just holding on just by like using these windshield wipers, and then eventually at the end, he's just like, I'm not letting the windshield wipers go. I'm going to let the snow pile up. My yeah. life sucks. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, they say treacherous a lot in this movie. And, like, nothing's shoveled or, like, there's no – it's just flat snow and then there are tire tracks, you know? like there's, I thought that was interesting. Uh, wow. But, yeah, everything he does in this movie is very deliberate. I had some questions, and I think we answered all of them, whether the title actually referred to is – wasn't the relationship. It was his life. Uh, well, you know, I mean, the movie's kind of, like, subjective in that there's things that are left to interpretation, but – once once I realized what was happening um, at, after I watched it, um, Charlie Kaufman definitely has like a path he wants you to go on. Like, yeah. There's not 
it's pretty clear that the janitor is the narrator and Jake. Like, there's no in- other interpretation. Yeah. So once I mean, you're down that path, you kind of figured out a lot of shit. Yeah, that's the thing that um. Well, no, he gives it away also in that first scene. That first conversation, he talks about the school and all that stuff, and you immediately, if you don't pick it up, then that the janitor and him are the same person. There's so many other clues, but I mean that that right there gives it away. So, um, I thought that um, I definitely went where he wanted me to go. There was just so much. It was so like packed with stuff, and I couldn't tell. If I'm going to tell you who this person, what what define this person, I really don't know. He was, at the end of this movie. I, it seemed like he was like a, a an intellectual uh, underneath. Well, was he? Uh, uh, I, nothing was concrete. It was just all like, it was all kind of like, he had all those books. you have to figure it out. Yeah. What yeah. it means, yeah. what you think. Well, there's nothing concrete. That's true. Yes. He's, a, he's a wannabe intellectual yes. that never was able to get out of the rut that was his, his life. He just... Yeah. He just rotted. Just saw life pass him by. Life passed him by. He yeah. was never even the story, right? Like he tells a story, and then by the end, she's telling the story of like, oh yeah, it was just some guy that was yeah. like looking at me. Yeah, like that was his life. Like he was just the fly on the wall. He was never noticed, even by his parents. They they never knew what like they they looked at the pictures and went, well, how can you tell emotion by these pictures? Yeah, there's, there's no nobody people in there. there. Yeah. So like even his own parents, who he had to take care of. Um, till they were like super old and the super depressingly sick. Yeah, never understood him. So it was just a life of. It's kind of sad. Really sad. Yeah, it's just a really <laughs> fucking sad. Really fucking sad outlook on a movie. It's kind of like what if you know you're at that age and you're like, what if that one girl I made eye contact with? What if I did go up to her and talk to her? What would happen? This is kind of what he would imagine would happen. But even like I said in this fantasy. It doesn't his fantasy sucks. His fantasy sucks. He doesn't get what he wants. He can't. This girl well, is out of it's, control. That's a good point. It's the thing that like most a lot of I'm sure a lot of people come across in their life. Well, what if regret like, yeah, just regret like yeah. I should have done something. Should have went right. I should have went this way. Yeah, I should have. Like, like, I, I feel like, OK, you may uh, you may disagree with this, but OK, so the whole movie starts out with her saying she's thinking of ending things. Yeah. Right. Yep. So already, this dude's—he's going down. Yeah, like yeah, he's like he, Well, no, no, no he's the girl's going. The girl's not interested yeah, in him. Yeah, she's not oh, right, right. Yeah. All right. So this whole time, it's there. All you see is basically nothing good, and so there's nothing to contrast it with. That 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 has a juxtaposition. It's all bad, pretty well, much. So it just means he doesn't even see himself as anything worthwhile. I, I just of feel like fantasy. that there's that missing. I feel like that that it's too it, ambiguous, you, maybe it, for you. No, it's just I feel like it's out of balance. Mm. The, oh, just, just the balance of watching a movie like this. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's out of balance. I feel like that even his own imagination or his own id would at least maybe. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying that juxtapose like you, it with some uh, kind of a, a, a at least something like a, the promise of something good happening. So you're saying someone in that situation that created this life for them in their own imagination would have some sort of promise within their fantasy world. There's no yeah, hope. I, in I they would like, create. They would create the promise. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like Tyler Durden. I'm going to go back to yeah, that because yeah. it's a, it's an obvious. Yeah. Uh, you know, unreliable it's kind of like narrator. Psycho also. Well, Norman yeah, Bates Tyler Durden. Psycho. Yeah, he creates a yeah. fantasy world where he gets the girl and. Yep. He's awesome. He doesn't have to do that. I mean, it's. I think that's the 
But I think the the fact that this whole movie all is always like it's it it's always on a downhill. It's just downhill the whole time. <laughs> and so you it's just like there's no other there's nothing to interplay with. There's nothing to juxtapose it with. There's nothing there. And I feel that I feel like that's why it's not a, I don't want to watch it again. Cuz it's just too much of a downer. It's too much of it like It is a this- downer, but it also it made me want to watch it again to figure it out. We're like, "Holy shit, I got to see where all this shit was in here the whole time." So in that way it was you know, it played like a memento to me where I'm like, I need to watch this again. Well, it's a type of movie for me. So rugs say no. Rimron loves everything. So yes. <laughs> um, it's the type of movie for me where I, I'm more in line with rugs in that. I, first off, I don't like having to actively try to figure things out yeah. all the time in yeah. a movie. So yeah. I, that's not something that I like. Then you throw in the fact that this movie is a lot of times just really dialogue heavy and they're yeah. just in a car and they're random dialogues and they're very weird, random like random and it's just a depressing film so like for me there's uh, to go back to piece together a film where i know that it's fucking depressing yeah. and it, the dialogue is all over the place i don't know it seems like a lot of work for something with i no, mean i think it'll reward you in the long run but yeah you watch it again it kind of rewards you what was with the fake robert zemeckis film in the middle too and they just like cut to credits i thought it was kind of funny it's it was a commentary very on, weird on the movies that yeah like that yeah. but um yeah there, so that that's the lightest part of the whole movie yeah where is yeah and, and then that girl shows it, up yeah the girl becomes the girl from the movie he, tra- yeah. he flips her for like one second one the boys seat. girl yeah she's from the boys oh, that's right she works for vaught that's yeah, that girl that's, that's, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right homelander's just gonna drop in and fucking <laughs> put him out I mean, of his misery black noirs in the back seat it's weird because kaufman is such a fucking brilliant guy and i think this movie I is love kind his of direction brilliant, though. their direction is great and i just love the fact that it mani- it manipulated you so much yeah. but i just don't know if i had a good time mm. or that i enjoyed it i just was like you know what you know what this movie does for me it it does um what a quentin tarantino movie does yes but without the fun what, I can so, see that. Let me ask you some rugs. Does a movie like this movie's not I don't think this movie's intending for you to have a good time. Right. No. Yeah. So no. Is that for you with the, like do you think movies should intend for people to have a good time or just for you personally? No, no, like, I a just lot don't of movies like a lot a lot of movies that I don't like. I mean a lot of movies that I like aren't are, are downers in a lot of ways. Like uh but I feel like the reward that I get from Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more my speed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And the reward that you get from uh, Kaufman is a very highfalutin kind of like he's talking. He's bringing up an old movie. Is it too pretentious for you, Rod? Yeah, is it he's bringing up an old movie that like pretentious. Yeah, and then he, you know, he he's talking about these lofty things that I'm like, and I'm like, all right, well, I don't really care about that. So it's like. I, I, I couldn't attach myself to it. I couldn't, I, it, it was, it just bounced off of me because maybe I'm, I'm a, because I'm a puppet and I'm like, a, <laughs> and you're not a real fucking, anyways. You're imaginary. I have a small brain, but I'm just like, all right, well, Quentin Tarantino doing a love song to this movie and talking about what he loves in this music. That's cool. But I, I and I, and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to seek that out. But I was like, okay, maybe I'll check out this movie about the girl, about the woman uh, who's drunk. 
Wasn't there that, that uh, movie he brought up? Yeah. Uh, 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 Woman Cass- Intoxicated yeah, or something? Yeah, Woman Under the Influence, John Castavetes. Yes, but Ruggs, yes. look, Kaufman is kind of doing the same thing Tarantino does. Who knows? Like, you have to be a real big into movies to know New York film critic Pauline Kael, her review, word for word, of A Woman Under the Influence. Also, that poem is very – the Wordsworth, you know, these are his – these are his little things he's putting in. Like yeah, he's Tarantino doing what does. Quentin Tarantino does. He's putting himself yeah. and what he loves into the thing. But I, I was just not grabbing onto it. None yeah. of it interested me. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, as I said, because I'm like a troglodyte, you know, I'm like, I mean, not I really. I didn't know Pauline Kyle, but when she does that review and kind of becomes her like, that's a fucking it's so fast. You're, you can't not watch like it's compelling. Great it's performance great. when she does that. But I'm like. What the fuck was that? What, what, what just happened? Uh, and then you just keep watching. But it's all stuff that he thinks makes him intellectual. Uh, I, I mean, look, yeah. it is. It's beyond. It was a little beyond my speed. Yeah. Um, not that I can't enjoy the film. I do. I do on many levels uh, admire what he did. I just don't want to watch it again. That's, the only way. That, that's, <laughs> that's my review. I, yeah, that's, I, that's fair. fair. I think you really need to watch this movie again. Let's rate the movie. Like you're telling me I need to watch it twice. I'm like, I do not watch need again, to watch dude. this twice. You didn't watch it again. I picked up more shit. I was like, oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, he was telling me this shit the whole time. Fuck. Uh, Anthony, give it a number. What would you give this movie? I got So I got two different ratings, okay. and I'm going to combine it. Okie dokie. My initial thought after this movie was four out of ten. Oh shit! I, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Then I read the. I watched the review of a guy that I trust, and it made it like enlighten me a little bit more, and I started to appreciate a lot more of what went, what had happened. So from that point point of view, I would I would go with probably like an eight, eight oh, and a half. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. But so to uh, even that like an overall rating, I'm gonna go like six. 6.5 okay fair. In that it's super like like in depth and there's a lot to really appreciate but it, this isn't an enjoyable film <laughs> nor is it the film that most people are gonna want to put in the work to even fucking understand it's not a fun time that's for sure. so like there's just and and i don't even know if i want to fucking watch this again <laughs> i'm happy like it's it's one of those where i'm like i'm happy someone else put in enough brain power to yeah. explain it to me because if they didn't yeah. then I would have left this film thinking 4 out of 10. Yeah, I didn't want to even think about fucking putting in any more brain work so, to watch this film okay. again. Okay, that's it's quite a journey you went back and forth. Yeah. Um I really I enjoyed this film. I uh it, the first time I watched it it left me I was thinking about this movie for a long time. So any movie that could do that that gets stuck, I kept thinking about it. I think it's done its job and then realizing what he did and watching it again and how everything is deliberate. Just it's fucking, it's, it's gorgeous. It's really, really well done. I will give it an eight out of 10 rugs. Well, general rule is uh, with me, especially with these types of film. um, I like a challenging film. I do, but when it's beyond my reach and I'm sitting there, like fucking Columbo with this <laughs> shit. I got my magnifying yeah, glass yeah, out. Yeah. I'm fucking watching it. And I'm like, do I have to sit there and watch someone else who made a video, who read someone else's review and figured it out, you know, whatever, or read like some whatever. And then like, do I have to do that? Do I have to resort to that, like to, to enjoy this film. And I I'm like, to. yeah, <laughs> I did I'm like, kind there's of nothing also. wrong with that because yeah. I couldn't fucking, I was in the I was same like, boat. What? Like, if, what? I mean, I, <laughs> I maybe I uncovered a few more things yeah. or 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 
interacted with a few more things. But like at the end of the day, I still felt like, like, oh, I'm like, this was out of my my range that I usually I'm at. Um, so, uh, that bothered me. But I think it's important. It's to one go of those. There this is the thing. This is and the reason why so many reviewers love it, the critics, because it's a humble. It humbles your 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 yes, it does. ability to uh, uh, how you watch film. Yeah. So it, it's ma- it's basically made to to check you. Yeah. And say, all right. You think you know what's a going check. on? There. Yeah. You think you fucking seen movies <laughs> yeah. and can figure shit out? You fucking think you're watch you're beyond shit. the. Uh, you watched the Prestige and figured out in the yeah. first five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to make it so fucking convoluted that you're going to fucking need some <laughs> someone else to explain this to you. You know, as crazy as Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine are, it's less concrete than those right, movies. But, Imran, you watched the video, right? That explained I it. I read. I may have read a review or watched okay. something. Yes. Without that, you'd be fucking lost. <laughs> I was. I was kind of. I did not and understand. And I think that everybody's going to these same things to fucking figure out what the fuck the movie. And that is. I mean, me. I've seen so many fucking movies. I should be able to know this. No, some movies you got to watch again. Like I remember, like Fight Club. When you get to the reveal at the end, you immediately go, "I gotta watch this shit again." Be- yeah, but, but this one they don't tell you. Yes. This one they don't tell you. It's like so more ambiguous, much less concrete than anything else he's done. It's his well, most confusing movie. Definitely he's- like to go to that point though. Like having to watch I had to like be okay with changing my thought because I had had someone else figure it out. I was first I was like what the fuck? So, well, not only that, I was like man, like I didn't even figure this out. Yeah. Like, yeah. What yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is is there something wrong with me? Like I don't like this. I, I don't like anything about this movie. Like yeah. th- and this experience of me not even understanding it makes me not like this movie. Mm. So like I had to like be get like okay with someone being telling me what happened. No, I felt like, the, I had yeah. to get okay with doing some research. I felt well, the yeah, same way. But this is the thing about Fight Club, all right? When you watch Fight Club, uh Fincher perfectly engineers these things to be Number one, seem like they're disjointed, but actually be completely jointed. At the, by the end of the film, and you watch it the second time, things are working. There's maybe a few uh, empty open spots here and there that, you know, whatever, but that are left to interpretation and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, all of this stuff start locks in like a puzzle. This one... It doesn't really do that because everything is made up. But that's everything it's is intentional. Made up. This, so yeah. this is why. the entire thing is made up. So without number one, something to anchor it, and yeah. the second thing is something to juxtapose it. Yeah, I feel like it's missing two important things. So I think the the part of that reason is the way the both filmmakers approach an adaptation of work. I feel like Fincher kind of followed the book pretty clearly, and. Kaufman has said he he likes to start adapting something, but he then he will just take it where he wants to go. He doesn't want he wants to do something new with it. So had he followed what was in the book, it would have been way more concrete that that this was Jake, and there would have been I think there would have been was, more. But Imran, what was your rating? I'm curious now. What was you? What would you have rated it if you didn't do any research after and you just well, watched look, the movie before before the internet, whatever? I would have watched it again, and I probably would, would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like. 
Because I needed to find out what he was trying to say with this fucking movie. I was like, what is he doing? What is the message? What is he What is he trying to say? I would have watched it again. Yeah. I was, I was like, I don't care. I was a little pissed. I was a little pissed off. I was a little. I was a little. I was like, make me care about this character. I don't care about his character. I don't care about this guy. I wanted to solve the puzzle. That's There's nothing redeeming about him. I didn't think that he was like, all he's telling me like, this guy's a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Like he's nobody. I'm like, all right, well, why am I watching a movie about him? (laughs) Because he's got nothing. I'm like, okay, he he fucks with you and it's like, okay, maybe he's a genius. He's misunderstood. But no, he's just a fucking schlub. So yeah, so it's like, why do I give a shit? Like, I I don't know. There wasn't anything. There had to be something that was exceptional about him in his head for you know the time. So I don't know. Okay, I mean, it's definitely a. uh, That's why I think it's a great movie, though. It's a cough. It's. I mean, it's definitely. As I've experienced now with Kaufman, something in his life that prompted this this thought to just fester so much that he had to fucking make a movie about it. People get different things too, which is I think the other this well, is great thing know, about his movie. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say this. I was just gonna relate it to Oscars. This is not an Oscar movie. Just I don't yeah. think there's any sort of. There might be like adapted screenplay, but as far as like best best picture, it's just too weird for the most most you, people. You wouldn't give it to the girl. I'm sure that people are going to watch this as a badge of their like intellectualness, like the superiority of like, oh, I got this film and I fucking watch it six times and I know everything inside and out. And I'm like, you got go ahead and do that. I'm going to do something that's actually fun. (laughs) Actually give a shit about. That's actually a good point. This is the hipster. This is like the hipster hipster movie of movies. This is like, you know, okay, I'm going to tell you uh, there's a band called faith no more yeah i love this band yeah. all right great band uh, mike Patton is a great vocalist but this motherfucker came out with a cd called uh vocalizations right yeah or something like that yeah. or the voice yeah where he's just doing this those are every track that's what this is in a lot of ways <laughs> do you think it's kaufman jerking off no i think he's jerking off with a purpose but oh. like it's like it's it. He's jerking himself off. He's the one who's enjoying it yeah. more than anyone else. He's, he likes making people frustrated <laughs> and confused. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I would put it more towards. Um, he's just got enough cachet, and yeah. Netflix has given him enough yeah. money where he's like, I can do these weird things because I like them. And there's enough people in the world that probably yes. like this. I'm glad it exists. I can do it. I'm glad this movie and I'm exists. I'm one of the only people that can do it. It's fucking different and unique, and you it's know, definitely different. It's That's no, I like that. I, li- I like that. It's it's look. If I'm gonna give it a rating, I like that it's different. I like that it's introspective. I like that it's, it's well directed. I like that the acting performances are great, and it does it does make you feel a lot of things. It does. It makes you it think does about push a lot of your things. buttons emotionally. Yeah. It does make you feel eerie. Yeah. It makes you feel sad. Yeah. I had a, so much shit running through my head while yes. I was watching this and afterwards. Yeah. So it's not a, a movie that doesn't affect you, mm. but it affects me in such a negative way. <laughs> I am repelled by it. It's- so <laughs> I'm going to give it a six. Okay. On Just on the merit of, the acting and the directing alone. I can't say that I like this film. That's fair. Okay. I, th- I think that's probably where I got to. Yeah. Even that, that last closing speech is from the movie, a beautiful mind. Like everything was, I don't think lifted. most people, most people I don't think are even going to watch this to be honest. You don't think you. so? The people that do watch this will go in with the intent of figuring it out 
or they've been suckered into watching this and they're going to be so mad that they watch this because they're going to think to themselves what I initially thought was this is the most boring piece of shit ever. I don't understand any of it. What the fuck was I? Why did I waste my time? I think this? Charlie Kaufman fans will enjoy it, which is part of what he was doing. Well, yeah. You know. I mean, that I mean, full so disclosure. I, w- I started watching this at nine o'clock last night. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, I, I fell asleep about three times. Yeah. You need to be a little bit awake to watch because uh, it is kind of a slow. Yeah. Uh, I made the pace. same mistake too. I on Tuesday night. I threw it on at 10 o'clock. Oh, at night. No, it's not going to work. And after, and I, the first hour yeah. took me two hours. You're like what? Is, nothing's happening. What is happening? So then I was like, I have to re. I have to throw this on another time. I can't finish this in one sitting. Uh, I never like doing that either. Yeah. I mean, I could see myself like softening on my opinion of it after like enough time of my feeling of this movie <laughs> has gone away. Because like you know, like when like someone like say for example, like you're out with your friends and someone calls you a douche. <laughs> And at that moment, it bothers you. Yeah. But then, like three three weeks later, it's like, oh, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. You know, that immediate, that's, yeah. yeah. But this immediate reaction that I felt, this visceral yeah. kind of like repulsion to yeah. this film, maybe it'll subside and I'll be a little bit hey, more friendly a, to if it. If a movie made you feel that much repulsion, like that's something, you know, it's doing something. And I mean, it's not like it. Look, I'm, it's not like the most repulsive movie you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, I don't know. It I, I think it's the me. type of movie that by like, Definitely at the end of the year, but even though the Oscars, I don't think will recognize it as one of the best movies, but definitely by the end of the year, people will be like, this is one of the best movies. And then as time goes on by like, let's say like there's a decade list yeah. at the end of the year, yeah. 2030, yeah. people are going to be like, this is one of the movies. It will pop like, up. People yeah. are already calling it a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, and I, I, there's an argument I guess you could make for that. Mm. It's just, yeah, I just not, not. I wouldn't say it. I, I would say that I could make that argument, but I'm also like, I don't want to be the guy standing on the hill for a movie that I can't recommend to like 90% of my friends. <laughs> it's, it is a movie <laughs> that makes you want to talk about it. I just wanted to have a conversation. So that, like, I think uh, it succeeds in that too. Look, the fact that you watched this film, you, you did the research, you figured it out. At some point in time, you're going to be in a room with a bunch of douchebags and smell their own farts, <laughs> and, that, and you're going to come yeah, off yes, as the fucking man. Actually, so that's, the final, that's what this actually, is for. This is the yeah, litmus yeah. test for like if you're actually, a real. The poem like, wasn't written by like you know, written by <laughs> intellectual douche. Yes, you yes. Know, like, I can I can finally claim that throne when it comes to talking about movies amongst cinephiles. Yeah, you're gonna you'd be able to bust this one out and seem like you fucking know some shit. Yeah, to be honest, and that's with what you, I'm going to do. To be honest with you, but the movie that I would use that for because I I've talked to a bunch of my friends and they're like, Tenet? oh, you're getting into movies? No, not Tenet. Where they're like, oh, like what? And you've been watching a lot of movies, Tony. What what would you recommend? Is like a a really challenging film. Yeah, and the movie in my back pocket has been. Oh, you need to watch Annihilation. Oh God, yeah, you're making people do that. <laughs> if you get Annihilation, then yeah. you can come talk to me. I still don't know if I get Annihilation. <laughs> annihilation, I had a lot of the same feelings. Yeah. actually, yeah. by the end, I was like, I would rather you. watch Annihilation. Yeah, well, annihilation is much more entertaining throughout, more than concrete. This one. Yeah, but they both have a very weird third act where yeah. you're like, what? "Fuck you, fuck you, movie, fuck you." Movie. Well, we just goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> fuck you, director. You just hate. You just like. You're a big fart sniffer. You just love your yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy that's going to be like, actually, that song in Oklahoma wasn't You have to watch Ex Machina now. Yeah. 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 That's that Al- Alex Garland. That's the same. Movie? No, yeah. Alex Garland. No, no. That's oh. Alex that's Garland. That's the okay. Annihilation guy who makes slow fucking movies that don't have answers at the end, apparently. That's oh, his God. thing. Just like Kaufman. Uh, well, look, I'm glad I forced you guys to watch this challenging movie. 
uh, listener, you check know, it out. I'm glad at the end of the day I watched Same. it because I feel like I I did learn something. What else are we going to do? Go out to the movie theaters? I haven't, and I haven't watched a ton of Charlie Kaufman's. So. Yeah. You know what I did watch? What? <laughs> let's Hey, well, let's get into what are we watching. Perfect segue, <laughs> Ruggs. What are you watching? I watched Enola Holmes. Oh, what would you think of the oh, yeah, Enola Holmes on the Netflix? Eh, it was a movie. It's all right, right? It's fun. <laughs> it had a movie thing. I mean, I don't... I mean, it's, some action it's and fine. some mystery and some twists. It's fine. I heard it was just eh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's eh, it's a movie. It's, Is it? Oh, Sherlock Holmes. It's Sherlock oh. Holmes. It's Henry Cavill playing Sherlock Holmes. Millie Bobby Brown as his sister Enola. She's great in it. Is it an av- another average Netflix movie? I think so. Besides this one, like in the in the same line of Project Power. I, I feel like that it's it's a light watch. It's like a light and airy. It's not oh. like it's yeah. just a. I mean, it's. Did you watch? Sherlock Holmes, Benedict Cumberbatch, I've only seen the one with Robert Downey Jr. The first one. It's like like that, but for kids. Yeah, basically, oh. it's totally okay. like fe- like strong woman empowerment message, and is you know she's yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that. She's looking for her mom, and then there's another mystery inside the mystery. But yeah, there's. So <laughs> whatever watch. Uh, like, apparently they they did jujitsu. Oh yeah, they're doing karate and <laughs> shit in the eighteen hundreds or something. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't sure. I think it existed <laughs> in, sure. in, in Europe. In that Britain? wasn't a thing in Europe. There's no jujitsu sure. in Europe. Sure. Sure. Whatever. Um But it's a like if you have, you know, you, you watch watched it, it run? I watched it last week, yeah, when it came out. Yeah, I was gonna do a, a corona binge report on that. If you but have you, nothing to watch, you can watch this. I now, what else, Brugs? Lucy yeah. from this movie that we just watched. Yeah was in uh, another movie. She's in two things that I watched. So I've seen this red hair girl. Yeah. Where's she I'm like from? Charlie Brown. Jesse. With the fucking red hair girl. <laughs> follow what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's old, old man shit. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> Jesse yeah. Buckley. Yeah. She was also in another movie that I watched about Judy, oh, whatever her Judy name. Garland. Judy Garland. She's in Judy. Yeah. That's apparently with uh, Renee Zellweger playing Judy Garland. Yeah. Now that's a fucking depressing ass movie too. Is that, is that any good? Um, uh, is it good? It was I enjoyed it because I was fascinated by the, this woman's last few uh, months of life and how she was just fucking poor. Yeah, and she was just uh, a drug addict. At this, like, yeah. you know, she's forty yeah. something years old and she's like fucking just emaciated. Gone. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, so uh, I found it, to, and then some young guy tries to fuck her and stuff. It was weird. So I. I but she was in it. Jesse Buckley will also be in season four of Fargo. And I just watched the first That's, episode of yeah, that. Chris Rock. And I'm all in on that. Chris Rock's in that. Um, she, she what? Chris Rock. Chris is Rock in is in it. Yes. Yeah. The first episode is is it'll get you into it. If you, you might think it's a little slow, but like other than that, I think you need I, to watch I'm the other in. seasons. There's some no. You have to no. The thing about Fargo is you don't have to watch any of the seasons. Great, it's all anthology. Every season is a new Fargo. I like that. So, um, Loretta Mayflower, she plays. I I might check out that Fargo. Uh, The the Saturday Night Live this weekend. That's already will have happened by the time this show comes out. They're going back into the studio, uh, and Chris Rock is hosting. They got Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden. So I'm sure it'll be the cold. Oh, that'll be good. Oh my God, it'll be Alec Baldwin and Jim Carrey in the open, probably. Doing the fucking that should be hilarious, uh, but oh, yeah, that's the that. first show back uh, with the less people, socially distanced audience. I don't know, but they're back. They're back in uh, Thirty Rock. I binged this whole new series on Amazon called Utopia. 
Have you guys heard or seen? I this? saw the trailer and I was like, I don't like the guy from The Office, so I'm not watching. Uh, I've not heard of it. Rain Wilson, John Cusack. This is a fucked up show, people. Oh uh, shit! I would. I can't. I'm. I, it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Also, I would recommend watching it. It starts out. Watch it twice. Watch it twice. I'll probably watch it again because it was that fucked up and crazy. Jesus Christ! It starts out at a comic book convention. This guy has found in his grandfather's house pages to this comic book called Utopia, which is a sequel to this comic book called Dystopia, and he's showing it to fans. Now, Dystopia is uh, there's a, a group of fans who have a conspiracy about this comic book that it predicted the MERS virus, the SARS virus, and all these things are coded into this book because the guy who wrote it apparently was a scientist. So Utopia, they want to see because they think there's clues to the next pandemic so and then it gets really dark and violent it is so crazy it has a little bit of the weirdness from that uh, umbrella academy all of the fucking violence and blood from like the boys and then on top of that there's a conspiracy there's a pandemic there's a virus this is an adaptation of a 2013 bbc show like this was done a long time ago and it deals with a flu outbreak and them trying it's crazy so but the show every episode there is a fucking oh shit oh shit moment and it's just wild uh and it's i, I couldn't stop watching it i don't know i don't know if it was good but it was definitely entertaining rain wilson's not bad in it rugs i can't stand him he they they watch the first episode john cusack and rain wilson don't show up until the second episode smartly you don't see them in the first episode but it's a fucking roller coaster of a show i was not expecting this show to be what i watched it's crazy he looks like a like a six foot something tall pekingese to me <laughs> he looks like a walking dog or one of those cats you know those weird looking cats um he's got a things? feline face yeah he's weird anything you watch anything um another episode of the boys i'm i think i'm through four episodes? Four episodes. So, okay, cool. I'm a one show at a time guy. I can't, I'm not like you, Imran, where I like throw on eight different things at one time. It's well, like three different shows be, that are occurring at the same goddamn time. I'll be rewatching The Boys when you're oh, done. Race by Wolves comes out today. Yeah, the season finale is out today. When By the time you finish, we get to review it. I'm going to have to watch the whole thing over, but it gets crazier every episode. So I'm enjoying it. Also, you can check out the South Park pandemic special oh, shit. aired last night. Oh, and I want to see that. It's on HBO Max. It's pretty fucking good. I mean, it is what they they got everything. They uh, it starts with Randy throwing a a literal pandemic special for his weed. It's like ten percent off pandemic special integrity farms but they do the virus they do police brutality they do the forest fires they do the riots they do everything everything that has happened in the last six months. They fucking skewer hilariously in one episode. It's very good. I'm not even gonna tell you what happens. It's some fucked up shit. All right, I'm gonna. I'm definitely dialed in for that. You gotta watch. It's an hour long. It's great. Okay. So uh, that's about it. Anything else? Anybody want to shout out? Mention? I mean, no. I, I mean, I told you about Jurassic. The Jurassic yeah, World. Creta- Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. Watching that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sticking to that. And uh, it's. It gets a little bit more violent and a little bit more dangerous. It's interesting. I mean, it's, the, there's a few episodes that kind of string together like a almost feels like a Jurassic Park movie. Wow. But it's not. Yeah, they're running away from the fucking Indominus Rex. You know, the other thing I watched that was pretty good. That's on HBO now. The Invisible Man. That Blumhouse Invisible Man. Heard it's good. Oh, it, it was very. It's not bad. It's very entertaining. It's a great take on the thing. 
uh, and they pulled it off. I was surprised. It's the gaslighting movie. This it, it uh, I it was it was the gaslighting movie, and then they just threw the Invisible Man into it. Just made him invisible. Yeah. It's like yeah. that. Cause Julia Roberts had a movie sleeping with the enemy. It's sleeping with the enemy meets the invisible man is essentially what it is, but uh, it works. It works. Uh, last thing you guys, I made a guest appearance on another podcast. Uh, it's called two peas on a pod hosted by Gerald Morris. This is like my fourth or fifth time oh, shit. on that show. We got to get him on our show. I'm trying to work something out. He's a great dude. Uh, he does. His show is top five lists. Every episode. So this week, I'll put a link in the show notes, top five music collaborations. We list our favorite music collaborations, and uh, you can pick up some new songs. You can hear about all my old picks from Did like 30 years ago. Ebony and Ivory? No, but that would have been a good one. That wasn't even that honorable Did you do Say, mention. Say, Say? Uh, I may, that may be on my top five all list, right. Just going to have to listen to the show? Just going to have to listen. Check the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 349 for a link. Listen to two peas on a pod. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rugboy. And then if enough people follow him on Twitter, he will become a real felty, not imaginary. Oh, really? I get to be a real puppet? Lame. You get to be a real puppet. Right now, you're made up in all our collective minds. Well, That's right. <laughs> listener, thanks for listening. Share the show. Tell a friend. Uh, if anybody likes Charlie Kaufman, uh, turn them on to the review. We would appreciate it. Grow this empire of stupidity. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. That's a big fuck up right there. Why are you putting